trick. Yeah. Uh, this is another. That's another theater trick right there. Crack what's that? Oh, okay. Crack. What do you got? A Coors Banquet? Mm-hmm. It was that or Miller High Life. They're on sale. Mm. I made the right call. It's all right. You know, Miller High Life, uh, the champagne of beer. Ah, yes. Yeah, everybody knows that. That's true. Advertisement tell us. We ready to do this? I'm ready. What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of the Toronto Maple Leafs? I'm Anthony El Hefe, recording with my buddy, Bob Walker. What's up, baby? Go, Leafs, go. Go, Leafs, go. Go, go. go, go Leafs, Leafs, go. Go, go. Buddy, yeah. I am so fired up and also sick to my absolute stomach until tomorrow night face-off, opening face-off. So just mixed bag of nerves, excitement, typical start of the Leaf playoff hockey. But I'm, you know, I'm excited to be here. We're going to discuss it all and, and get fired up because the boys, I think they came to play this year. I think they came to play. You know, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Uh, We've waited all season for this. Yeah, that's all this season has been is a long trek to this moment. It's been 82 games of foreplay. Now it's time to do the deed. Yeah. Uh, but here we go. In honor of our Mexican Lord and Savior, Austin Matthews, in my Toronto Maple Leaf shot glass, is filled to the top, a little tequila for him. Please, if you wouldn't mind, uh, do the play-by-play for me, please, sir. Yeah, folks, this is just a custom if, if you've become a fan. We're just watching Anthony's slow descent into alcoholism as he takes the vape shot and the tequila. <sighs> and blows it out. <laughs> An OG in his basement, like any OG. <laughs> Goalies. <laughs> Goalies go. It's amazing. Folks, you can actually pinpoint the exact moment later on in the episode where this stuff hits him. <laughs> so watch out for that Easter egg. <laughs> Never dull moment when we're uh, when we're recording. Yeah. Never dull moment. All right, my man. Let's yeah, quickly wait. recap the end of the season. Whew. Let's quickly recap the end there of the go. season. You feel it? Dude, uh, you know, it was a rainy day today after a beautiful weekend. Uh, and it was. Holy all day shit. chilled. That shot tequila warmed me up, baby. Just yeah. like that Tampa weather when we go in there and we fuck up the lightning. Let's, Let's go. go. Let's All right. Go. End of the season. How did you yeah. feel about the the way the Leafs ended the, the season, the year? Great. I, you know what? There was a couple of little uh, downturns, but overall, I think the boys came to play. Uh, what did I write it down? Their last 10 games, they were 7-1-2, and two, ended the season on a four-game win streak. That's I mean, right. they finished up the season strong. It wasn't like uh, the team were playing that went on kind of a downhill slide. We'll talk about that later. But... Not only that, kicked Montreal's ass. Kicked mm. their ass. It doesn't matter. That's just always a good Saturday night. Um, and you know what? Matthews has looked way better now at the end of the season than he did before. Whatever we were talking about that he was ailing from, he's either maintaining it really well or it's healed because he definitely looks way better. And all the guys we picked up at the trade deadline, their depth they've added fantastic so i mean we'll get into it for a bit but this team's looking good yeah i i gotta agree with everything you said i think that whatever matthews was kind of gearing down with uh towards the end of the season especially kind of hitting that 40 goal mark you see that was on his mind 
um, he definitely came to play. Like he was definitely had it in third and wasn't quite ready to pop it out. He got he hits it into to fourth gear, has an incredible end of the season, hits a 40 goal mark. I get it, it's not the 60 he scored the season before. Uh, but he, you know, netting 40 is is no joke. So uh, happy no, for AM34 on that one. And, and not all, yeah, and not only that, like our last few games, the win over the Blue Jackets doesn't matter. We should win that because they're shit. Uh, and lost to the Red Wings before that, but came back. But then overtime loss, close game to the Bruins. We always play them close. And then dominate Montreal, Florida, Tampa, and Rangers to close off the season. I mean, playoff teams. And you can say what you want, who's resting who, but, I mean, we still came to play. You know, you talked about those new guys in the lineup. And yeah. I got to say, a guy like Lafferty, uh, Achari, obviously O'Reilly, these guys look like they've played on this team for a couple of years, not just new guys to, on the roster. They, these guys are actually playing like they're bleeding blue and white. And I mean, that's all you can ask, right? Noel Chari, I didn't know how much we needed Noel Chari until we got Noel Chari. And now I never want to let Noel Chari go. Like he's just, he's just our guy now. A hundred percent. And I mean, you and I've been saying it for years, uh, this, don't be distracted by the whole large towers and all the money in actual downtown Toronto because this is a blue-collar team for the GTA. These players, we always fall in love with. Achari, potentially O'Reilly. Like We need these guys. Heart, grit, all those words that you hear year in, year out. The guys who are going to go in, and you know what? They might not win the fight, but if you push them, they're going to push back. They're going to go into the boards. It's the guys who know they're going to get hit and still go to make the play. That's yeah. what you need to do in hockey. That is such a just a important main factor of the game and some guys are not willing to do that we had players on this team before not buy in and not want to do that and turn and kind of just pass right away no these guys turn they see the guy coming at them fuck it i'm still going to make the right play and take the hit but i'm going to get the guy after so i love it these guys achari is a beauty yeah there's lots of receipts be being given out by this team and i i do do think that was an element missing I was listening to uh, the radio this morning. They were talking about the guys who started the lineup last year compared to the guys that started the lineup this year. It is insane. Now, we all know the core, Matthews, Marner, Nylander, uh, Riley, um, you know, Brody. Like, There's a lot of guys from last year's lineup, Kerfoot, that are still kicking. But there was about seven or eight guys on that lineup last year that I don't even know if are, are still playing this year. This team has transformed into one absolute great-looking playoff team. Yeah, I actually saw this photo. And I think the first one was maybe the Washington series. It was that 2017, whenever that was. <clears throat> and it showed all of our uh, four offensive lines for each opening game since 2017-2018. Like the Boston series, Montreal, Tampa Bay now. Those teams were good, and I'm not going to excuse Matthews, Marner, Tavares, the few years our superstars didn't show up and blew it for us, whatever. But looking at this team's roster now, honestly, this is the best depth and the best team we've had since our actual playoff runs with Pat Quinn. Like, you're looking at, you know, I, I wanted the best for Robertson, but he was like on our third line. I know Pierre Engvall is going to be playing for Islanders, but like you said, there's a couple of guys who aren't even on lineups right now. They're in the AHL or they're even over in Europe. We can run four solid lines and obviously we're going to have to play the heavy minutes for the top two lines. Excuse me. That's why we have these big guys paying the money, but is anybody 
really worried a Leaf fan about the third period, the third line playing some minutes, the fourth line. I'm not. I think they can do the job. Like, listen to some of these names from last year, okay, that, yeah. that aren't on the team, right? So Colin Blackwood, yeah, uh, Jack Campbell, Kyle Clifford, uh, Travis Dermott, Pierre Engvall, uh, uh, Michael Hutchinson, uh, Andre Kasha, Labushkin, uh, Mikheyev, Mrazik, um, Jake Muzzin, I guess, that, that, Nick Ritchie, uh, who else? Uh, Spezza, obviously, and uh, yeah. the Holy Spets. Spezza yeah. is, is a godsend and will transcend leafdom for years. But everybody else, um, besides Muzzin, who was who was a huge loss, and when he was good, he was really good. And not to take away from anything from these guys, because obviously when they were on the team, I was hyped. You can go back and listen to it. But a lot of easily replaceable guys and guys who are currently not on either an NHL roster or they're not on a very good one. I'm not going to take away from like McKay of Labuchkin because they can still play, but yeah, I'm way better. Yeah. I mean, and look where some of those guys are like really Colin Blackwood. I don't think is played in the league anymore. Like there, yeah. there's a lot to be said about this current roster. I I'm just really amped up. I want, I'm, you know, we, we talked about it, like it was all foreplay, 82 games of foreplay. Let's go put that stake in front of me. Fork in one hand, knife in the other. I'm going to chop that shit up. Let's go. Yeah. I am, no, I'm just fired up for it. And yeah. you know what? One, one of the names. What? Go ahead. Go sorry. Ahead. I don't know. Go ahead. I, I was going to jump to another point. No, I was just going to say, Lee fans and fans of this show, just for the next two years, I'm telling you right now, you are going to hear the name Jake McCabe out of my mouth a lot. A lot. Because yeah. this is the Leafs type defenseman that I want and I love. And I think he is. He might possibly be the biggest addition. We'll see, because O'Reilly could, you know, it's always what if, but O'Reilly's the type of player where he can go on a magical playoff run. Totally. So, totally. But, but I think in the long run, McCabe, yeah, I, dude, that guy's such a stud on our team. I love it. And, and a good so Muzzin happy. replacement. Good Muzzin replacement. I And, you know, I, I so I, I was chatting with one of my clients. He's a big Bruins fan, fan. And I said to him, like, what? What is the blue the Bruins' weakness? Where, where are we going with this? Where we might see an upset? Because I firmly believe that the Bruins aren't going to make it out of the first round. Now my playoff picks wow. are, are different, but I I just think they are like the the what I think is like 2007 Patriots, where they went undefeated and then lost the championship game. Um, I think I think it's going to be a lot like that. I think they're going to come in flying high. Mind you, I, th- I think they're leading right now. I think they're leading the, the Panthers right now, but. I don't know. I there's something about this team that is almost not real, and I think at some point the magic it has to run out, right? Like you have like two goalies who are very unproven in the playoffs. Uh, you have a defense core that's like seven strong, but that's it. So maybe this defense can't make it. Bergeron, who's uh, under the weather, and uh, Pasternak, who's having a career season, and Marshawn, who's got, had a res- resurgence, and Charlie Coyle's kind of kind of a more of a player than he was before. Uh, outside of that, I don't see a lot on the Spurs team, so I, I wonder if there's holes. I mean, Krejci, I, I, I'm amazed that Krejci is doing it, and respect to him for 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 playing at this level at that age, uh, which is hilarious because I think he's the same age as I am. But um, when you actually I think he might be a little bit older, but it's kind of crazy, and I think that magic is going to run out. So that's you know we're, we'll talk more about other teams, but I just I don't know how I got in Boston. So I'm <laughs> 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 yeah. 
<laughs> that's quite the take too on Boston. I yeah. try to remind me what you said about them. I yeah, said. yeah. I you know I at the end of the day, anyways, whatever. That, that's not the point. The the point is let, let's get back into it. When I look at, <laughs> stop laughing, dude. You're, you're killing me here. Um. All right. We're gonna get. We're gonna talk about. Okay. We're gonna talk about where we see this first round for the Leafs. I don't want to talk about all the first round. I want to talk about where we, where I see the first round, where you see the first round going on with the Leafs. I want to, I want to, I want to tell me about how you see it going down as well as uh, any, any dark horses who might just pick up a little bit of slack for the Leafs. Wow. So you just, you just want to dive right. It's playoff time. Screw it all. It is. No more regular season. It's playoff time right now. The Toronto Maple Leafs. Should should we talk more about the regular season? Like, is there more to say? Who who gives a shit? (laughs) What did we say episode? You want me to read off the stats? I'll definitely read off the goals, assist points, but everybody listening to this podcast, I know you got the score app or you got internet at the very least. So check it yourself. Cause El Jefe is right. Enough of this regular season. We said it episode one, it was building up to now. It's playoff talk. Let's go. Let's go, baby. Toronto right. Leafs versus Tampa Bay Lightning, round one. The Leafs have home field advantage for the first two games. Does it matter, Ba, yes or no? Uh, yes, yeah. I still believe in home ice advantage. So, yes, I'll say it matters. Although, uh, you know, there, I do somewhat believe, and they were kind of touching on on spit and chicklets today. I'm not going to try to regurgitate everything they said, but uh, the one thing is, like, it is sometimes, I don't want to say easier because I always will take the home ice advantage. But when you're away for the first two games, there's always that menta- mentality, right? I'll have where it's like, just get one, just get right. one. So if, if you win game one on the road, it's a fucking bonus game too. You're going to go out and still play and try to win both games, but you kind of have it in the back of your mind, like screw it. No matter what, we split the series and we're coming back home. For us and for any home team, and this is just fandom in general for any sport, I expect two fucking wins. And if they don't get two wins at home, it's like, oh, shit. And I can tell you how the Toronto media is going to be there. And I predicted this. I think we're going to win game one, might lose game two. The world's going to end. You're going to hear the same bullshit talking points. And then I think we're going to win it out. But we'll get into that in a little bit. But I can just see that happening and... I got to be honest with you. I'm, I'm confident. I'm not cocky because you and I, we were cocky during the Canada hockey season with Montreal. I was like letting my leaf fandom just bleed out through me. And and it was justified because they were dominating the season and looked good. But then Montreal beat us in the playoffs in just humiliating fashion. So I'm going to be a little bit reserved, but I'm fucking excited. And I'm telling you right now, like I said, I'm going to take the Leafs to win. I think this is a great matchup. And you kind of hinted at it earlier. Tampa Bay is not the team that they were. They have been on a terrible run to end the season. Yes, let's all remember Vasilevsky, possibly one of the greatest playoff goaltenders of all time. Steven Stamkos, Braden Point. Tampa has its game breakers. There is reason to be worried, and I don't think the Leafs are going to sweep. I think that's a pretty easy statement. Dude. Before uh, I go on these rants, I want to hear from you, because I can go on a bunch. Yeah, so... I have to agree, obviously. Like, I don't think Tampa's this team that they, they've been. I think they have three long years of long playoff runs. So I don't think they're where we had re- respected them before. Um, I, I honestly think it's this core's time. Like, I think 
now you're looking at like a 25 year old Austin Matthews. And I know that, you know, it's been a long time for me, but I know it's, it hasn't been as long for you. When you're 25, you have a steady confidence because you got your man bod on. You still have like the naiveness of being young and the willingness when you're young. I think it's really, it's the course time to shine. So the original question was like, where do we see this series going? I see this series wrapped up in six with the Leafs winning easily. I, I think you're going to see like five, three, um, four ones. I think you're going to see like a three nothing game. I think you're going to see the Leafs, you know, do some domination. I think you're going to see, <clears throat> I think you're going to see Tampa first couple of games put up good fights, but, ha- but have losses. So I'm talking like a four, three, four, two game. Um, I think you're, you're going to see Tampa get desperate in game three, four, uh, probably squeak it a win at home or maybe two wins at home. Uh, come back to Toronto for game five Leafs win. Uh, that's going to be a blowout game. And then I'm going to, I think they're going to finish the game in ta- finish the series in Tampa redemption for last year's game six in Tampa where they lost in overtime. Uh, I think, I think it's, it's sealed deal, sealed, signed, delivered. Let's go. Um, and, and I want to throw out some players. I think you're going to see a guy like William Nylander, who's had a career year, who kind of dipped off. I mean, at one point he has a pace for 50 goals this season, dipped off towards the end of the season. I think he was just kind of putting something in the reserve, ready to go. I think you're going to see Nylander have a great uh, playoffs. I think you're going to see a guy like uh, David Camp have a great playoffs. I think Samson off the first two games at home, you see two big W's from him. I think he's going to be excited because you, like, it was a unceremonious departure from Washington where he was handpicked by Ovi, GM Ovi, uh, to be the goalie of the future for this team. It never really took shape. Uh, he got a lot of um, bad press in like Russian hockey journals uh, about how he, he was just – and I think you know this former first-rounder is going to show you where his potential is. I think the Leafs' defense is fairly solid. You have nine guys who can play. And if if Justin Hall fucking Justin Hall's a game, then you have you have a guy ready to slide in. You don't have to you don't have to deal with four games at Justin Hall. So I think those are my my dark horses for this season or for this series. I think you you're gonna get Austin Matthews for for a couple um, in this series. Uh, Mitch Marner is also having a great season, 99 points at the end of the season. Legit, I think he could be a legit runner for uh, MVP. I think he's gonna get votes for the league MVP this year, but for sure has been the Leafs. MVP all season. Damn, man, you got me revved up. I'm ready to rock, ba. Uh, I'm sorry. Okay, that was so... a little bit of a one. You, at one point, you fucking just give me the, the cut it off. I, I can't, no, I can't no. help it. Don't worry. I actually remember basically everything you say, and I'm going to try not to regurgitate the same stuff and make this boring for our fans because I basically agree with everything you said. Yeah, I think the Leafs are in six as well. I can't handle another game seven. I just refuse that at this point. So I'm just 100%. saying no to game seven. We're definitely, <laughs> I almost want to do game five. But just the history is kind of burning me as a Leaf fan. I just can't say the number five right now. So I'm going to say game six. Uh, agree with everything you say. I think I think Barner and Matthews are actually going to have a really strong playoffs. We need that from them, obviously. That's a huge important factor. But I think it's actually going to happen this time. For all the points you said, they're cocky, they're confident. They're serious about the situation. Not only that, we cannot really ask Dubas for much more because he brought in the veteran experience and the grit that this team needs. I think that there's enough guys on this team, Giordano, O'Reilly, Tavares, name a few, where it's they know what it's like to at least win playoff series, go deep, and they have been there, and there's a hunger. 
There's a real, not saying that not all of them have hunger because that's why they're an athlete. The hunger's there. But when the clock starts running out and you know you might not have a lot of chances left, that's when the desperation comes into it. That's when the real, you're going to go in and put everything on the line. And it's going to be like Patrice Bergeron where you find out the guy has broken fucking cracked ribs that are piercing, penetrating his lung. And it's just, it makes you a legend, a warrior. I think there are enough players on this team that can get us over the hump, that can get any of these young guys, like you're saying, Willie Marner, who have had great seasons where maybe in the past, in the playoffs, they kind of get down on themselves because they had a bad game two, bad game three, and they feel the weight of the world. I think there are enough guys to be like, hey, snap out of it. It's good to fucking be here. Let's play. Not only that, speaking of, yeah, speaking of your dark horses, I just, I really think that our defense core is really strong like you said and they're going to play well guys like giordano mccabe Brody. you're just going to see so many blocked shots the communication is going to be there i'm hoping riley steps up offensively and at least contributes on the power play or is able to lead the rush because that's going to be huge but yeah guys we've said before nola chari i I think that there's going to be one game possibly where wayne simmons is going to do something that's going to light the boys up and fire us all up Stuff like that. O'Reilly could possibly put the team on his back. But like I said, you need those strong guys. You need our main guys, Matthews, Marner, Willie, Tavares. They need to do their job, put up the points. I need Bunting to do his fucking job to piss off Patty Maroon and these idiot Tampa Bay Lightning guys enough to go after him to realize, oh shit, guess what? McCabe, fucking Luke Shen, who I might buy a jersey of. I don't give a fuck. There's all these tough guys on our team who are going to answer the bell, and I hope someone rings his. Him and Corey Perry. I'm telling you right now, I would go to Wayne Simmons. I'd be like, you're getting a, a, a two-year contract minimum, even if you can't play. If the very first shift Corey Perry's on the ice, you go over and you destroy him. If you do that, you've got a job for life with us. That's what I want. Yeah. No, no strong feelings one way or the other, but fuck them. I want this win. A hundred percent long. And we, we talked about, we mentioned it, but Tampa's on a really long streak. And I'm I'm 100% okay with them losing. Uh, let me ask you this: Does does your playoff roster have um, Matthew Nyes on it? I know this isn't really like a, a deep answer, but but yes, at some point. Yeah, I like, think so too. I think I think 100% and probably round one, Nyes is going to see playoff time. I think it's happening. I think game one, or yeah, I think game one, you probably have Simmons in the lineup. Uh, I agree like with that. Last That's why they year. Can, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, set, they, they set the tone. Uh, just like, like, listen, bitches, like, do whatever you want. Do If you want to do something, let's go do something. But, but then I see uh, him in game two, his first home game playoffs. If we get the dub in game one, I think that's an easier call to make, throw him in. and it's... I think so, too. And, and then and you have Simmons. It's like, like you know, he's like saying, hey, you, you taking runs at guys? Next game, next game, me and you. Like he, he's not letting anything go lightly. I have Simmons uh, in the in in my lineup first game. I have Nyes probably game two or three. Uh, I think you know depending on what kind of pace Tampa's willing to put on. Because um, who is who's um shoot Tampa's um not Braden Point uh, Sorelli. I think Anthony Sorelli is isn't at a hundred percent. Mind you, mo- most of his team isn't like they're limping into the playoffs, but. Sorelli was missing most of last series or first sorry last year's series against Toronto as well. Came towards the second half, in and out of games. Um, so I think this banged up team. I think they play him heavy. 
I think you see like a, Matt Nice, Matt, like no joke, six two hundred or uh, two hundred ten pounds. He's no joke. Yeah, he's young, but he's no joke. So he gets. He's intelligent. Goals. He's hockey yeah. smart, man. And he gets. You can tell goals. the way he. Yeah, like the but just if you watch him, the way he's looking around constantly, and you can kind of see he's got that sense where he can where everybody is on the ice, where the puck should go. Like he's he's smart. His skating was the question mark, but even that seems a lot better than what people were saying. Yeah, I think so too. I, I'm interested to see what happens. I'm very interested in a guy like um, um, Cal Croak. I, I'm curious to see what he has to offer in playoff hockey. Yark Rock's a fucking stud. I say that right now. He's going to have you that name. I'm so glad you say that. That guy's gonna have a series. I'm calling that. Yo, He's I, I want to. Like, and and is he is he your top line left winger? Oh, sorry, right winger. Oh, I don't know. Matthews loves playing with him. No, I'm Keith. Sorry. What? I'm sorry. Sorry, no, I, Marner's on the right. He yeah, I was about to say him. he's not overtaking Marner. Uh, I I don't know about ah man, that's such a tough thing. Would you have him on his first? I I don't See, I don't think so. Do you, do you but, go but Matthews Bunting, Matthews, Bunting, Matthews, uh, Yarncroke, or do you go Bunting? Uh, sorry, Matt, Marner, Matthews, Bunting. In in my head, it's Marner Matthews together. Okay. And I'm questioning if it's Yarnkrok or Bunting. And I, I think it's possibly Bunting. But one of the question marks for me about Keefe is his constant line juggling sometimes. So Yeah, I, I think I think Bunting oh, excuse me. I think Bunting for sure, first line. Um I, I think you have I think Yarnkrok's probably like I think it's uh Yarnkrok, Matthews, Bunting. Second line you have uh JT in the middle you have um yeah Nylander and Marner and then third line I think you got to go O'Reilly he he centers that third line and then fourth line you're you um Lafferty or you or you drop Kerfoot to the fourth line but like either way I first two lines I think this is the most rock steady lineup they have when it comes to like hey at any point, if anybody, if, if we have another crazy injury like Montreal and Toronto um, with JT going out, if we have something like that, we slide in. We have guys to slide in. Not to mention Kyle Clifford, if you want Kyle Clifford, um, Alex Steves. Like, you you have guys. Oh, you have uh, Bobby McMahon. Like, there's so many guys. Well, if we're getting to those names, we might have an issue. Well, I'm I'm saying, regardless, you have guys who who have put time in 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 the league this year, this year yes. who can produce. And yeah, fine. I'm sure I'm sure Kyle Clifford is probably twentieth on your depth depth list. You're not worried too much about him, but you. What I'm saying is that depth is there, so we're good to go. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, McMahon, Steve, those are a little bit of reaches. I'm really hoping there's no injuries, but you're right, it's there, and it's kind of funny. It's almost like that Crosby, Chris Kunis thing you have going on with Matthews, where it's like, it's almost outrageous to think about that you said the first line for game one could possibly be Bunting, Matthews, Yarncroc, and then have a stacked Willie, JT, and Marner, but it's really not that crazy. It's not that actually. crazy. And on top of that, it, it's amazing because, you know, like, those are our guys, which means you have to counteract that. And fine, Yarncroc, fine. He is, he's maybe not your a real legit first liner, this, this guy's working hard to stay on the top line because if he falls on the lineup, there might not be a spot for him. Honestly, like he's he's not going on the second line unless you you move Marner up and move him down, or he's dropped to the third line. But you have 
O'Reilly, Achari, and uh, Lafferty um, there. So, or or Ashton Reese. Like, you, there's so many spots. If you are not playing to win this series, giving it up, there is easy slot ins for anybody. So I feel I feel confident in this lineup. I mean, I I don't know where Tampa lies. Like, let me just see if I can just pull them up quickly. But um, I I just feel like. We're in we're in the best roster position we've ever been in twenty years. So I'm just looking to while you're bringing that up. The first uh, pre playoff practice, the lineup was Bunting, Matthews, Marner, Tavares, O'Reilly, Nylander as the first two lines. Kerfoot, Achari, okay. Yarncroft as third. Wow. Yeah. So sure. knives knives is the thirteenth. Okay. So fourth line is obviously Aston Reese, Camp, Lafferty. So they don't even have Simmons. I mean, I'm I'm is... okay with not having Simmons on it. Honestly, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Me too. Uh, Belmar, Sorelli, Colton, Hagel, Janot's not playing. Killarney. Well, he I I think I've read that Janot was practicing. Yeah. Legit. So even if that guy's fifty percent, I I think that that idiot might be playing. Yeah. He's only 5'11". I'm shocked. I thought he looks like a monster on skates. He's a tough. Uh, that guy's tough. Yeah. Kaloran, Kucherov, Maroon, uh, Paul, Perry, Point, and Stamkos, Dam. I mean, they got some killers in this lineup still. I, you know, exactly, man. Too- and that they're the type of team, if you give them a little bit of momentum, you could be fucked. I mean, we saw it before. Yeah. I thought we yeah. were the better team last year, honestly. And this team is better than last year, so... Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some killers in this lineup, but I mean, I'm not, I'm not 100% sold. I mean, they still have stuff that's Logosian in their lineup. Like, I don't know. I, I think that there is a lot, lot here. I mean, Hedman's always going to be a factor. Um, Sergachev's always going to be a factor. Like, there's some guys who are, are going to be legit, just monsters out there. Uh, I don't, I just, I just don't, I don't know. I, 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 I don't want to do it again. I don't want to do it again. I don't. I've been hurt before. <laughs> I know. I don't but, get okay. anything about it. Can we maybe focus on some other things? I mean, we can go up and down this roster, but can we focus on some other things? Like, let's look at, um, we're both saying Tampa, oh, sorry, we're both saying Leafs in six. How, how dare yes. I? Yes. All right, let's look at some other Eastern um, playoff matchups. Uh, first off, the game is on its way. Boston is currently leading, but we have Boston and Florida. Where do you see this? What do you think is going on here? Yeah, so... I understand the curse, and if you talk to any Boston fan, they love to tell you about how Tampa Bay blew it just a couple years ago, so they're nervous. And the President's Trophy curse can be a real thing if you believe in it. Yep. But you might hate this, but I still have Boston moving on. Yeah, like, I'm not. I I, under, I understand the points you were saying before, and now it's kind of coming back to me how you were kind of shit talking Boston before. And listen, I love a good Boston shit talk. I truly do. But this team is dangerous. I mean, even if you call the goalies no names, I mean, the combo together, the one guy's probably going to win the Vesna, like just incredible goaltending all year. You basically started off the season without Marshawn. I think Bergeron and Pashnak weren't even in the lineup to start potentially. Maybe Bergeron was, but they go on to make pretty much a record setting pace, which also keep in mind for the giant circle jerk. This league doesn't fucking count ties anymore. And the season's longer. So do not compare this to the Montreal team of the 70s. And this is coming from a Leaf fan and possibly 96 Red Wings. Like the boss, like, okay, relax, calm down. This isn't one of the, like the greatest team all time, but they are a strong, they are a strong team. And as much as I think Kachuk's going to be a pest and Florida can and probably will win a game or two, 
I'm going to say right now I have Boston in five. You know what? You're you're not wrong for saying that. Everything shows that this Boston team should walk to the finals or at least uh, semi jog to the finals. But I gotta I gotta believe that they're believing their own hype. And yeah, the job's not done. Like they they really want to go all the way. Uh, this is probably Bergeron's last season. If that's the case, I get I get I get the momentum. This is basically like the whole thing that the Abs did last year with the last day of school. I'm gonna um, write down our picks. What you choose? Yeah. So I'm Boston five. So go on. Okay. So I I'm, I'm just looking at the game right now. It's still going on. You have uh, Pasternak who scores, Marshawn who scores, Matkachuk for the the Panthers scores, and Jake DeBrus who score. Um, these are all names. These are all headliner names. This is exactly what you want from your your stars. I just don't know how long this lasts for Boston. I'm still I still think Boston's gonna take this out uh, in, in probably five or six games. Uh, but I would love Florida just to kind of kick the shit out of these guys for a while. Um, you might have saw I saw the big uh, quote that um, Paul Maurice said about how they're gonna systematically frustrate and dis, dis- um, destruct the Boston Bruins. I would love to see that, but I mean, I've been watching Paul Maurice for a long time. The guy has a lot of talk and no fucking follow through. So I'm not too worried about about that. I'm, I'm going to say Boston in six. Yeah, I, I I think that Florida is an OK team. They'll definitely get into the playoffs and they're they are a, a decent wildcard team. But they're worse than last year. Like, I don't have Florida winning. I think they're, like I said, a pest team and basically could chuck. And and who's oh, I'm blanking on the defenseman who Montour Brandon Montour who's had a giant point season Barkov mm-hmm. like there's three or four names that basically carry all of Florida. Who's that, the who's truth a goon? is who's a goon on Florida who always uh, always picks a fight but never fights. Uh, Gouda. Oh. Yeah, Radko Gudis. Gudis, thank you. Yeah, everybody thinks he's so tough. Guy's a giant beard. He always turtles. So yeah. I have Boston winning because the truth is, yeah, you said those big names, and again, coming from a Leaf fan. But then you look at their depth, Garnet Hathaway, Tyler Bertuzzi. These are guys who I hate when they're against us, but would love to have on the Leafs. So those For are sure. some excellent depth. I think if Boston loses, it's like the Tampa Bay loss, which Boston fans are worried about, but it comes as a shock and a surprise. And whatever team beats Boston is just going to have one hell of a party, even if they don't win the cup. Because truthfully, when you're Boston, when you're a team this good, if you don't win it all, it's a bust. Even if you go all the way to the conference finals, you can find some solace in the fact that you won a couple playoff series and the boys tried. But but every Boston fan now is expecting the Stanley Cup. Whether they admit it out loud or not, they're expecting it. Legit. So. Moving on, Tampa and Toronto, we've talked about it already. I'll just say it quickly, Leafs and Six. Yeah, we're both Toronto and Six. I think I'm trying not to be too cocky right now. I'm trying to hinder my expectations, but this team looks fucking Good. Juicy, juicy steak, baby. Juicy steak. Moving on. The Rangers versus the little brother, New Jersey Devils. Yeah. I'm actually really, really interested in this matchup for the fact that I basically hate both teams, but know that they hate each other. So I think it's going to be a good hate watch. Okay. And when would you have? So this one, there, there's a couple of series that I'm kind of on the fence about, and I'm like questioning what I think is going to happen. I have Rangers in seven. I actually okay. think that the Rangers, their goalie, obviously way better than the New Jersey situation, yes. And 
their offense. I think Panarin, Patty, I think Patrick Kane's actually going to have a playoff. This is why I'm choosing the Rangers. I think basically their goalie, who's, I always get them mixed up, but it's Shesterkin and Rangers, Sorokin and Islanders, right? So mm-hmm. it's Shesterkin. Shesterkin or Patty Kane, if New Rangers win the cup, which I don't think they are, but one of those guys would be MVP. So yeah, I, mean, I think I, I think the depth for the Rangers is their offense. They've got pretty good defense, like Fox, Keandre Miller. I can't stand the guy personally, but Jacob Truba has cleaned up defensively his game since he did all those antics, even though he still throws dirty hits. So the Rangers are no joke, but at the same time, I think the series is going to go to seven because this isn't the same type of New Jersey Devil team that we all hated growing up. That was the boring hockey. Like, Not it just, even close. It, it was unbearable to watch. Yeah. yeah. Hughes is sick. Dawson oh, Mercer is sick. Like they have some truly great prospects. And if these young guys can kind of take the inexperience, I think they can run with it and they can take the Rangers to the brink, which I think is going to happen. So Rangers in seven. Yeah, legit. And also let's not forget that Jersey quote unquote one, one deadline picking up the big fish, uh, Timo Myers. Um, yeah. Who's like what on the third line right now? Talk about yeah. death. Insane. So, yeah, I, you know, I, I just feel like the Rangers all season have had something to prove and I respect the Rangers. I think the Rangers are real good. And I think the Rangers can go for a run. I'm going to take the Rangers. I think they're going to spank these little brothers and they're going to put Jersey uh, on the other side of the turnpike and leave them there. I got Rangers in five. Ooh. Okay. Wow. You think they're going to spank them? Yeah, easy. I, I, you know, I, I just think it's like inexperienced. They just remind me of like the 2016 Leafs. Like, yeah, you, you got some young core that's good. You got a goalie who's good. Uh, you got uh, a vet in there or two vets in there that are, are good, but you don't, you just don't have enough. I think, you know, they're going to try real hard. They'll probably be all close games. Maybe it's more like Washington, Toronto in, uh, in 2019 or 2018. All right, moving on. Carolina, New York Islanders. This has, all the ingredients to be the two watch series you i look at the islanders fucking don't know how what to make of them all i know is they make from blue line to blue line impossible but to penetrate and you look at carolina it's just like they only practice passing because they're a tape to tape team and they got three goalies who can go so i i i don't know they could be a dark horse even though they finished top of their division session so what do you have so I have I have Carolina probably winning in seven. Wow. Yeah, I, I think the Islanders have some magic. I just don't think they have enough to take it. I think uh, when, you know, Bo, Bo um, Horvat was the big pickup. They did well with that. Uh, I just don't see I, I don't see enough on this team. I think um, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Islanders goalies names uh, blanking me right now. Who are the um, Islanders? Yeah. Sorokin? Sorokin, yeah, I think Sorokin can steal you a couple games. I think he's probably going to need to steal them a couple games, but I just don't see them having enough juice to get over the hump. Kyle Clutterbuck, what is he going to do something? Casey Taziki is going to do something. <laughs> I, I, I think these guys are, are way past it. Uh, uh, what's it, Andre Neil, Lee, Nelson Lee? Yeah, Anders Lee. Yeah, Anders Lee. I don't know. I, I mean, you know, he he had a good playoffs a couple years ago when they made the conference finals. I don't think the Islanders have what it takes. I think that, you know, the end of the season on a five game losing streak or four game losing streak, I don't think they have what it takes. Yeah. So this is another game or another series that it was kind of question mark for me going down to the wire. 
but I'm actually going to agree with you, even though we'll try to find some different ones in the West and not try to make everything so similar. But honestly, I see Carolina in seven as well. I think Islanders are going to take it down to the wire, but there's a few reasons which I agree with that you've said and a few of my own why I think Carolina is going to take it. Islanders just limped into the playoffs and basically got a spot because Pittsburgh fucking blew it. <laughs> like, let, let's be honest, Islanders. Columbus man. and Pittsburgh fucked themselves. Yeah, Pitt, Pittsburgh fucking blew it. They should have been in. Islanders limped in. Now, they're still a good team. Anders Lee, Matty Barzell, like Sorokin is an excellent goaltender, and I actually liked him over Sesterkin uh, between the two. Right. But just a terrible power play. A terrible power play, and guess what? Carolina's per- penalty kill is sick. They trap you. They just play a boring kind of shutdown defense that just really works. This trio goaltending that they have, where Freddie Anderson, who's kind of supposed to be the starter, is a bit of a question mark. And you have Anti Ranta being the starter. It just works for them. You've got, I know Svechnikov is out, but that Nekis kid and a few others. Like it, they're a good team. Brindamore, I actually really think is a good coach. I actually like Rod the Bard yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I truthfully almost chose the Islanders because I think that the Islanders are the type of team where like if Boston makes it, so just hypothetical to every, or no, we would be playing Boston second, second round. Right. So Islanders would be playing the Rangers in Jersey. I think the Islanders, if they got out of the first round by pure luck, they're the type of team that can make it to the conference finals. And all of a sudden they just have a round two winning. You're just like, like the Winnipeg Jets from a couple of years ago, or whatever, yeah, where totally. you're just like, well, what the hell, where did this come from? And then they so hit I a wall see- really hard. Yeah, exactly. So I kind of could see the Islanders doing that. But like I said, there's a bunch of points where I think better special teams, uh, better penalty kill up front, the forwards, while uh, they're not like big flashy names and, and a lot of the talking heads talk about that with Carolina, that they don't have that flashy superstar to win them games single-handedly. They seem to do it pretty okay by committee. Yeah. So Carolina and yeah. seven. And they're probably one of the, the tightest bond teams. Like you see these guys, guys, uh, they're really going to bat for each other. All right, let's, let's keep 100%. going. Moving yeah. to the West. We have uh, one of my favorite teams out West Edmonton versus the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, this is a juicy Gretzky uh, series. I like it a lot. Man, I really want this upset so bad. I, I know, want this me too. Me so too, dude. Me and too. I, you know, I like I I the Oilers are my West team. It pains me to say a little. No, bit not anymore for me. Not anymore for me. You know, I mean, since they absorbed half of the Leaf roster already, um, I you no. know I I want I, I want Edmonton to do well. I want McDavid to do well. No, I also don't want McDavid to win a cup before the Leafs win the cup. I'm just gonna put that out there. I would love to see Los Angeles win this with stellar goaltending, and I have to do it in six games. Six games. L.A. Kings lack in game wow. in six games. I this is what I think is going to happen. I, I don't You're know you calling the upset. I did you see Drew Doughty's uh, comment? Oh yeah, today? about Connor McDavid. Oh yeah, smacking Connor McDavid. Now listen, you have to catch Connor McDavid in order to smack Connor McDavid. I'm not saying I'm it's impossible. I don't know. I think you see some bullshit happen where the Kings uh, beat up on McDavid or Dryside. Although I think Dryside would be the harder one to bully. Um, and I don't think this team can do it without McDavid. I think they fall apart without McDavid because as a lot just leave to McDavid and he's just he just makes it happen. So 
I think I think LA wins a fucking grinder of a series because Edmonton has, has no goaltending whatsoever. And even if they are able to get goaltending, which they're not, but even if they are, it's still not enough. Their defense is horrible. They still give games away in the third period. I just don't know if McDavid can outscore the Kings or McDavid Dreisaitl, Hyman, Kane can outscore Score. enough in this series. I, I just don't see it, but I kind of hope that they do. So LA and six. Wow. I can't believe you're calling that after everybody's been circle jerking and stroking off Edmonton. I know. Uh, I, I just don't yeah. see it. So I've basically come to the conclusion besides the Leafs. How do I word this eloquently? I fucking hate every other Canadian NHL team and I'm done with all of them and their whiny fan fucking bases. So they are no longer my bandwagon team. In saying that, I do have Edmonton winning this series. And I think it's going to be Edmonton. I'm so close to saying it in seven, but I think it's Edmonton in six. Yeah. Connor McDavid is the best player in the league. Okay. I love Austin Matthews. I love Mitch Marner. I think Connor McDavid is the one player truly on this planet in this league who can win a series by himself. I think if LA is up three games to this series and Connor McDavid just sees red and goes nuts, I think he could just pile off four wins. Obviously, with the help of his team, he's not going to be alone on the ice. But I think he could drive the other entire team to victory. With that being said, this over-the-top circle jerk by the media for Edmonton, which is basically Toronto West, which they are becoming, because besides McDavid, who is, yes, the best player, Dreisaitl, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, like all these guys, comparables on the Leafs, not a problem. Now, yep. yes, Edmonton does have us beat because they have had playoff success in the last few years. That's the main thing, and it's it's an important one, especially towards Leaf haters because they do have it on us justifiably. But I've heard the defense of Darnell Nurse, who, by the way, is making over $9 million that now because Matias Ekholm, who is a good defenseman, and I think a, an amazing pickup for Edmonton and the right pickup, truthfully. Yeah, legit. Yeah. Now this guy is playing less first line minutes as a defender and can focus on the lower lines. The guy's making over nine fucking million. How is that a pro? How is that a pro? Like this team, yeah, there are guys firing Hyman. I can't stand him because I think he's a traitor. Yep, I irrational uh, as it is, but he can play. He's played yeah. all season. He is exactly the type of player you want. We got, you know, Hyman light in Bunting. And I don't even want to say that to insult Bunting because Bunting has a different dynamic to his game that he brings that Hyman doesn't. Way more uh, of a Bunt, pass. Bunting can, Bunting can finish. and a, Exactly. exactly. Hy- Hyman can't. Can, I mean, can finish. He's got lots of goals. He's got fucking yeah. garbage goals. But, you know, when he was here, he's a king of empty net goals. Exactly. Okay. But. And, and like Nugent Hopkins, I like, and I love the story of the guy making a lot of points. He's been there a long time. He's on a great contract. He's the type that's a fan favorite. So good for him. But if you're honestly telling me that this team is going to dominate the playoffs with the defense, that's Darnell Nurse, Evan Bouchard, who is good, but Matias Ekholm, and you got fucking crybaby Jack Campbell in net. Like, give me a break. Yeah, Stuart Skinner's good, but he's unproven. You can't just give me a bunch of what ifs as your argument, because guess what? You have Jack Campbell as your backup. If your rookie who's never played can't do it. And Jack Campbell, while I think he can have a good stretch, that guy is just completely broken mentally. Yeah. With all that yeah. being said, I, I do have Edmonton in six. 
Yeah, and <laughs> you're not wrong for saying that. I, I'm 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 going a little off the charts, but I you know I'm also looking for a little bit of, um you know it ha- There's always one team who surprises. That team could be in this next bracket. Colorado, the defending Stanley Cup champions, against the Kraken of Seattle. Bah, bah, go ahead. Yep. So while I don't think this is going to be a sweep, I definitely have Colorado winning in five. Seattle, great Cinderella story. I think that they're going to get a win at home with the way the crowd's been this year and the kind of how they played up in the atmosphere, just kind of how Vegas got that momentum. But even without Landeskog, I mean, Colorado is good. Sounds like McCarr is going to be playing from the yeah, start. Yeah, officially. Nate. Yeah. Nathan McKinnon is on fucking fire and looks like playoff Nathan McKinnon. That is just dangerous. Okay. I personally, the guys like Devin Taves and, and their kind of depth pieces. I really like them. I, I think that they are a strong, solid team. They haven't had the easiest year and they haven't always been the greatest team, but man, they've missed over like, I don't know, over 400 man games with injuries like basically their captain hasn't played a single game since that knee surgery in the summer like they've dealt with a lot mckinnon was out for a bit kale mccarr has had an on off healthy season so hopefully that guy can stay healthy and i just think that unless something massive happens where there's like a big injury or like i don't i just i just don't see colorado losing this so yeah i have colorado in five even though veneers possibly win rookie of the year he's sick even though he trailed off they're goaltending. You don't have a big name in Seattle, but they've been playing well. And it's like I said, it's like Vegas that first year where people have bought in. But yeah, Colorado in five. I I have um I have the feeling that Seattle is going to shock some people this year. Wow. I and and I'm not trying to be off the board like I was with Los Angeles, although Los Angeles has had a good season. Um, mm-hmm. Seattle has kind of been top of the heap the whole season quietly. Is it Martin Jones? He's still their goaltender. The starter. I think so. I yeah. think no. I don't think he's a starter, but he, I think he stole him a couple games. But um. Yeah, yeah. I I do love the Seattle story, and this Colorado team is not the team of last year. Yeah, some pieces are in place, but it's not the team from last year. Uh, Colorado goaltending question mark. Yeah, Kel McCarr is is the maybe the best defenseman in the game right now. McKinnon is one of the best centermen in the game right now. Um, I don't know if they have enough in the tank for a, a fairly beat-up team. I'm calling another upset. I think Seattle, legit, su- shocking, six games. Seattle. Oh. I, you know what, I think. Seattle I think in six games. I, I'm taking Seattle because I think. Uh, I, I, I Not shocking upset. like your L.A. pick. Not right. Seattle you know, in six. Yeah, I, the reason I, I think Seattle has spent a lot of time being a team. Not that not that Colorado hasn't. Obviously, they go on the run. They you, when you win a cup, you are free, forever knighted together. But you're missing some key components. I I get it. Eighty uh, percent Kamakar is still better than no Kamakar. I get that. But you're missing your captain. McKinnon is a beast workhorse. Maybe the strongest legs in the game. I get that. I just think Seattle might be able to to get a get one. I think it's going to be the classic story of one t- the team winning the Stanley Cup, the next year knocked out first round. I think that's I think that's Colorado's fate this year. Let's move on. Okay. The biggest question mark in the West for me: two teams that I could not give a shit less about. 
the Dallas Stars, the Minnesota Wild. Mm-hmm. I'll go first. Go first. I, you I'm, ba- I'm basically first. flipping a coin on this one. I think Minnesota is a big, lean team. The Ryan Reeves pump. Uh, Mark andre Fleury, probably last kick of the can. I can't see him. Anyone, anyone else offering him a contract after this? I don't think actually. I, I think it's next year his contract's up. But I think Minnesota has some juice in here. Again, it's kind of a coin flip for me. I just don't know if Dallas is healthy enough for a run. Hmm. Okay. So what do you? So how I, many I'm games? taking. I'm taking Minnesota in seven. Minnesota in seven. Okay. So I completely disagree. Surprise! Surprise. How yeah. are we on everything the same on the East and in the West? We're like, whew. yeah. So just nobody's going to be able to read this or even see our video, but there's just an, a massive eight page stat sheet that my family made for our family playoff fantasy. And I have like <laughs> some people written down. So, so I've been waiting for this podcast for a while. Don't worry. <laughs> Minnesota's got some good players like Boldy, Erickson, Eck, Flurry, Greenway, good goaltender. Yeah. But this Dallas team is being slept on, man. And obviously by you right now, by this series, but by a lot of people, because Jason Robertson, no joke. That mm-hmm. kid is a stud. He is sick. I hear and his brother's better, though. No, not at all. Not yeah, at you're all. Right. You're right. No, no way. Now, the truth is, without even having to look at this, two guys that I kind of drafted later rounds, Joe Pavelski mm-hmm. okay, and Jamie Ben. I think that these are the type of veterans, especially Pavelski, more so than Ben. Ben's looked a lot better this year than he did last year. But Joe Pavelski, at his age, this guy is a Bergeron type player. Okay. This is a guy who can carry the team. Rupe Hintz is a great uh, left winger. And then that Jake Ottinger, sick goaltender. Mm-hmm. He had that, what, 60 save performance last year. He's only gotten better since then. He's super young, big guy. So I actually think that this Dallas team could go on a bit of a run and are being kind of slept on. So I'm actually going to have Dallas in six in this series. And you know me, I love the green jerseys. I normally love Minnesota as a team. And I'm even trying to look at their stats now. Like I think basically I took Boldy, the second year guy, but like John Klingberg, Ryan Hartman, Frederick Goudreau, Marcus Johansson. Those are some of the top point getters for Minnesota wild. Does that throw fill you with confidence? No, no, so, no, it doesn't. But I, I think I, Minnesota has always a, a hard defensive middle of the pack against. team. But you know what? They also have like their whole team over six feet. So Mark Andre that, Fleury is just, the, the smallest guy. Like, okay, yeah. And and Marcus Felino, I love that guy. I wish that guy was on the Leafs. That guy is a guy I always draft and trade for in NHL GM over the years. But they're just always that team, man. They're they're good. They get into the playoffs. They're gonna play you tough. They are always big and physical. But I mean, since the what, like Wayne Rollison, Richard Park era when they oh faced off against Colorado Richard in the early two- yeah exactly <laughs> right? when he scored that goal against Patty Wall like but when has a Minnesota team just been like crazy good where everybody is choosing them so no you know, never it's just but yeah this, but, this is but the I'm saying they're offense, always there yeah this is the most offense they've ever produced there so points per game is up and points against is is the same it's always been which is low so I, I just think, think Dallas is a good team coming out of the west I think that they're they, they've got some pieces. Heiskanen's a good defenseman. I didn't even click on yeah, their defenders true. yet, but it's, yeah. I see Dallas. Okay. So what do you, so you're saying Dallas in six, I'm saying Minnesota in seven. Yep. Okay. Now the bat, the battle, the bottom of the alphabet, 
Vegas Golden Knights versus the Red Wing Jets. Bah, I hope to God that Vegas wins in four fucking games. Yeah. I hope it's a quick fucking shut the fuck up, go back to Wienerpeg, you fucking losers. I hope that, ha- and I hope everybody gets traded from the Jets. I hope the whole team is a brand new team next year. Sure. Um, might be. It might be. It might be. I hate Winnipeg's fans the most, but I hate the team because they're a bunch of fucking assholes. Yeah, they are. I I think Vegas Vegas is probably like the sleeper in the West for me, even though they finished top of their conference. Uh, uh, sorry, top of their division. I would love to see Phil Kessel go on a little bit of a tear. Um, this year, you had um, what's his dick with the broken neck? Um, was it Wheeler? No, sorry, uh, in Vegas. Oh, oh, um, well, I can't remember Eichel. his name. Eichel, Jack Eichel, Eichel. Thank you, Jack yeah. Eichel. I think I think he's just salivating at this at this idea. I Mark I Stone's back. Mark Stone, of course. Well, we all knew that was happening. Yeah. Uh, I, I think Vegas is just going to smash. I think they're going to smash. I don't think uh, there's no hell of a bucket chance that he's going to play well in net. I think it's just, the offense is going to be flying. And um, with a Jets team that only half of the forwards know what defense is and the other half refuse to play it, I just don't think there's there's a, a chance that Winnipeg can come out of this series and, and it's not going to happen. I think maybe five games at the most, but I'm taking Vegas for a fucking four-game sweep. Let's go, whatever the Vegas Golden Knights cheer is. Let's go. So, wow, I, I really thought that that last year's Dallas would be the only time that we disagree. Mm, mm. And I was right. <laughs> and I was fucking right. Because guess what, folks? I already told you I can't stand Canadian teams. You can listen back to old episodes. Vancouver and Winnipeg, you hold a special place in hell because your fan bases are shit and they cry. I don't give a fuck. I don't care that Laurent Bressois is starting for Vegas and the goaltending carousel, Quick, Steve uh, Thompson, whatever his name is, that they're not starting. I think you're right. Vegas has the depth. They are a good team. Mark Stone magically returns like Jesus from the tomb. Jack Eichel is playing on all cylinders. Petrangelo is a sick defender. That was a massive loss for St. Louis. St. Louis was already yeah, on the downhill because of their age and everything. That in Bennington is an absolute psycho and, and a fucking R word. But yes. he is... Uh, Game changer defensively in the fact that he's the type of guy who's going to put up 35 minutes a game for Vegas as a defender. He brings up his partners. They're the type of team that are going to block every shot and just go balls to the wall for their goaltender, whoever it is, because they know that that is a weakness on their team. On the other end, yeah, Winnipeg, Hellebuck is one of the best goaltenders in the league, and he's been like that for a long time now. He can win you games. And even though apparently he's a giant asshole, like truthfully a giant asshole, I do still somewhat like Mark Shifley for his team Canada and when he was on Barry Colts a long time ago. I always just liked him as a player, but apparently a real dickhead. So I think that dressing room has a lot of issues. Apparently it's divided. I really don't think that they are going to make a big splash. They're going to win. I'm going to say Vegas 
how many six games do I have? One, two, three. That's actually not that bad. I'm going to do Vegas in six. You had Vegas in six as well? No, I had Vegas in four because winner picking suck it. Yeah, Winnipeg. Yeah, so I almost want to go five, but I'll just be a little conservative and put six. But, man, like I said, I think that Winnipeg just doesn't have the cohesion. Like maybe they can win a game or two just based off of skill and, and a little bit of good luck. But Vegas is going to play lights out. I do not think Vegas is going to go necessarily very far, but I definitely see them winning the first round. All right, Bob, give me your Western Conference champion. So my Western Conference champion, looking at what I have written. Ooh. <laughs> do I say Dallas? Okay. I say Dallas. I, I want to swing towards, obviously, Edmonton or Colorado, which I feel like are the easier picks. So fuck it. I'm saying Dallas. Dallas will be the Western Conference winner. I say Vegas. Who do you have? Wow. In yeah, man. Vegas Dark Horse, baby. This might be the year for the year for the movie. The East. Oh, there's only, there's only one team to pick, really. There's only then say it. Then say it. Fucking go, Leafs, go, baby. We got this. Let's go. Uh, your Eastern yes. Conference champion en route to the Stanley Cup is your Pen mic drop. Pen Maple mic Leafs. Drop. Oh, there's nothing more go. to be said. What do you can't... think, fucking losers from Boston? Let's get the fuck out of here. What am I going to do? Argue New York? Baston? Nah, I'm not talking that. Fucking Jersey Shore motherfuckers from New Jersey? Not a fucking fan. The blue and white, baby. Oh, you folks, you thought we were using common sense. Guess what? If the Leafs ever win the cup, we will be unbearable. There's a fan inside me. I call, listen, I'm going to, Ba and I are going to be side by side the day of the parade. (laughs) And this motherfucker right here is going to have a sign that said, I called it in October. Dot, yeah. dot, dot, of 2004. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Not a fucking chance of my fucking thinking any other team is going to go. We do this podcast because we love that team. Let's go, baby. I love it. You just fired okay. me up. Let's go. And not only Can't am I fired right up, I, I feel sick to my stomach. I Honestly, I, I don't know how to feel. I, I'm so excited, uh, but also it's kind, it's kind of like when you, okay, this is going to sound bad, but this is like when you have diarrhea. And you know for sure you might shit your pants, but oh. you're like, maybe I'm over it. And you end up being over diarrhea. Like, that's a feeling. I might shit my pants and embarrass myself for life, or I might just have a normal poop. I don't know. I'm kind of so, excited for both. Yeah, so folks, remember, any other imagery besides shit would probably work in this situation, yeah. but I'll have to kind of made it work. So take that as you would. Thank you. <laughs> you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Go, least go. Austin Matthews, I love you. I love you. Let's fucking go. Let's that, go. That's how we got to end it. The Leafs are here. We're, we're ready. Let's go. All right. For Ball Walker, I'm Anthony L. Hefe. This is an After 30 podcast. This is Leaf Edition. Go Leafs go. We'll catch up with you soon. Go Leafs go. Fuck me, go. right? Go Leafs go. <laughs>